You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everyone, Locked On Lions on a Wednesday, September 2nd and a Thursday, September 3rd. My name is Matt Derry. Thank you for listening and joining us today on a Wednesday talking Detroit Lions football. Man, the, the, the days keep getting a little bit shorter. It's starting to get a little dark out earlier. You know what that means. Football is on the horizon. The Lions season, can you believe this, is just 11 days away. September 13th, Ford Field. No fans in the stands. And the Chicago Bears are coming into town. But uh, excited to talk about the Lions today. A Ford Field afternoon practice for the team today as they bust down to the corner of Brush and Adams for a little you know, feeling out of the stadium and actually just practicing on the turf on their home field. We'll talk about that today. Who is out there? Who missed practice? We'll get into that. Uh, Matthew Stafford MVP talk is alive and well once again. Earlier this morning, Good Morning Football's Peter Schrager went into this whole soliloquy about Stafford being a MVP candidate, which is something he did a couple weeks ago. And then Nate Burleson, the former Lion, now turned analyst, had a very interesting text exchange that he shared on the show. We'll play that audio coming up here on the very program. Taylor Decker spoke today about his extension. I don't want to get into that again, but there was something that Decker said, which was a human story, which I thought was pretty cool and makes you want to root for a guy like him. Uh, we'll talk about that. And also, uh, Mike Clay from ESPN did his wide receiver room rankings, and the Lions uh, cracked the. Wait a minute. I want to make sure I get this right. One, two, the Lions did crack the Mike Clay ESPN top 10 for wide receiver room. We'll tell you uh, where they ranked. All of that today right here on this very show. Um, welcome to the show. By the way, if you don't really uh, listen much, please start listening more often. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on iTunes. Leave us a, a review on there. Find us on Twitter, at Derry, D-E-R-Y Speaks, my last name, Speaks, at Locked On Lions, and also the Matt Derry uh, Facebook fan page um, as well. Um so we appreciate you you joining us and listening. And hey, look, you know the season's about to start, and you know we're we're getting closer. The Lions have cut down day next week, where they got to go from eighty guys down to fifty three. They can have a sixteen man practice squad. So it's going to be interesting to see who doesn't make either of those rosters, whether it's the the real roster, the the practice squad. How active will they be in picking up guys? Remember, if you want to pick up a player from another team. You got to bring them in and you got to test them for three days for COVID before you even can sign him. So there's a lot that's going to go into next week, et cetera. But I think people are feeling excited about the season. They're feeling excited about the team. And most of that excitement is based, of course, upon the offense. And one of the biggest reasons why is this Matthew Stafford MVP chatter that that's that's making the rounds, especially. Uh, on the national shows, whether it's ESPN talking about sleepers or NFL Network or, or or reading online, whatever it is, people are expecting a huge and healthy season from number nine, Matthew Stafford. 
And anytime they talk about Stafford on Good Morning Football, if you ever watch that show, which I don't, I think the show's actually pretty good, but I don't get to view it a lot because I have a nine to five job working at Financial Architects and I'm busy. But today, uh, and this audio is courtesy of uh, Detroit Sports Podcast. Thank you to John and the crew over there for recording this so we could play it. But today, Peter Schrager, one of the hosts on the show, again was discussing Stafford as a possible most valuable player candidate. Nate Burleson, the former Lion, who of course played with Stafford, uh, known best for his uh, pizza incident on 696, um, friend of the radio show when I was at 105.1. We had Nate on all of the time. Nate was uh, telling, you know, relaying a story from earlier in the summer about Matt Stafford as a possible MVP candidate and what Stafford texted to Nate. Take a listen to this audio. Again, this is from the NFL Network, and thanks to the folks at Detroit Sports Podcast uh, for uh, isolating it and recording it so we could play it on the show. Take a listen to this. We went through the first training camp where it was difficult. We went through last year where we had all these heartbreaking injuries. Now it's year three, and if you've listened to the Lions players or if you've watched the Lions talk or if you've actually followed the league during the summer, it seems like the Lions are as more a cohesive bunch than they've ever been, and that is from ownership down to the general manager, to the coach, right down to the players. I believe that Matt Stafford still has some really good football left in his, in his arm. I said earlier this offseason I think he could be a dark horse MVP candidate. Heck, get rid of the dark horse. Maybe he's just an MVP candidate. If the Lions are a team that is competing, don't be shocked if Matthew Stafford is that guy that we're talking about come January is having the biggest season and maybe the biggest comeback we've seen in recent years. Awesome. No doubt about it. I remember uh, you took Stafford as your Dark Horse MVP. He texted me afterwards and said, tell Peter, forget the Dark Horse stuff. I'm going for the MVP. Um, let, let's, what? Keep the, let's keep the conversation going. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that was certainly interesting. So Burleson says Stafford texted him and said, I'm going for it. I am going for it. Forget about, you know, uh, maybes and, and all this. He... He's going for it. Um, Awesome. Great. When was the last time the Lions had an MVP candidate? Barry Sanders? Calvin Johnson? Stafford himself? Going back to 2011 or, or, or any of the really good seasons that he's had? And if you recall, over the last few years, there have been times we've talked about him being a dark horse candidate based on his performance. Yet, what happens every time we have these talks about Stafford? The team doesn't perform. Oh, well, Stafford threw for 370 yards, but it was a 42-37 loss. Stafford threw for four touchdowns and 370, but the Lions fell short 34-31. See, what we need to see this year is that the defense gets some stops late in games. Stafford rallies them. And it doesn't have to come down to Captain Savaho having to always lead them on a last-second drive. Let's put up the good numbers, but also let's have a ground game going with it. Let's have some balance. I'd rather see higher passer rating and efficiency than this throwing the ball 40, 50 times, putting up gaudy numbers, and they lose in a game that went over the number. But Stafford having that kind of confidence, a little cockiness in texting Burleson, like, I'm going for it. If that's something that's motivating him, I love it.
I love it. But is Matthew Stafford going to surpass Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes or Derek Henry or somebody like that? I don't see it. Not yet. I, I hope he's in the conversation. But I'm not holding my breath that he's actually going to win it. But I think that's cool. I think I love the little brashness from Stafford. Why not? Why not? Maybe this offense can be something special and this team can win some games. <sighs> we'll love your thoughts on it at Dairy Speaks, uh, both on uh, and the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page. Um, when we come back, where's the wide receiver room ranked amongst some NFL experts? We'll tell you doing that next. First, though, rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So why are you going anywhere else for your auto parts, including any of these other box stores or any of these other stores where you have to leave the house? I haven't left the house in days. You know why? Because I'm working. I don't want to go anywhere right now. I'm not in the mood. I don't want to put my mask on a walk. I mean, I'll go for a walk, but you know what I mean. I'm not shopping. I can get what I need from home at Rock. Auto.com. You shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers right there. They've got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpeting. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. It's great. It's easy. And the great thing about it is their prices are always reliably low. And the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers, which is what I am. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can get low-priced parts that are guaranteed to work and be great for you at rock, R-O-C-K, auto.com. So go to the website right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, so Mike Clay uh, from ESPN, who does a lot of uh, fantasy stuff, uh, NFL prognosticator. They call him Prison Mike. And he's at Mike Clay NFL. He put out on Twitter today, the number one wide receiver room for this season is blank. And then he ranked them himself. So where would you put the Lions wide out room of Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, Danny Amendola, Marvin Hall, Quintez Cephas, and Jamal Agnew. Top 10? Top 5? Are the Lions a top 5 wide receiver room? According to Mike Clay, he has the Lions ninth, So top 10. Ahead of the Texans, behind the Saints. The number one wide receiver room, according to Mike Clay, and I don't agree with this, by the way, is Dallas. He says Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb, Cedric Wilson, and Vontel Bryant. Uh, I think C.D. Lamb has the uh, capabilities of being a big-time big time player. Amari Cooper is very good. Gallup is a, a, a terrific number two. But to me, the best wide receivers in the game, uh, wide receiver room in the game to me, is uh, Arizona with DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, and Larry Fitzgerald. And a close second to me would be Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and uh, uh, Tyler Johnson, the rookie, in Tampa Bay. To me, the Cardinals and the Bucks are the best. He's got Cowboys 1, Tampa Bay 2, Arizona 3. 
followed by Cincinnati, Cleveland, Atlanta, Kansas City, New Orleans, and the Lions. The Chiefs are, are low there. Seventh? Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, McCole Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, and uh, Byron Prince, uh, Byron Pringle, excuse me. The Chiefs are top three, top four. Seventh? He's putting the Chiefs, um, he's putting the Bengals ahead of the Chiefs, he's putting the Browns ahead of the Chiefs at five. Odell, Jarvis Landry, Rashard Higgins, Kaderil Hodge, and Donovan Peoples-Jones. Oh, hold on a second here. Kansas City's top four, at least. But how about that? Lions coming in at number nine, ahead of the Texans. That's Cooks, Cobb, Will Fuller, Kenny Stills, etc. But the Lions receivers, top ten, I think is extremely fair. I love it. And they don't even list Marvin Hall on their list here. They just list Galladay, Jones, Amendola, Cephas, and Agnew. Don't sleep on Marvin Hall. The Lions are going to have six active wide receivers, I think, every week. I think they're going to find a way to use Jamal Agnew in some capacity. But, you know, you look at, okay, where's everybody else within the division? Uh, you got to go ways down to find the Packers are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7th last with Devontae Adams and then the band of renown there. The Vikings are 10th worst with Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, and then who knows what. And then the Bears, doo, 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 the Bears are uh, eighth worst with Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller, Ted Ginn Jr., Wims, and Riley Ridley. Well, I don't even know that, who that is. So the Lions clearly in their division have the best wide receiver room. I think they could move into the top five by season's end if they found something in Cephas. If Agnew turns out to be terrific as a slot guy, guy in motion, reverses, everything else. But this is exciting. The Lions grade out very highly on this list, and I agree with it. So it's just, again, then you throw in the tight ends. Can Jesse James, who signed a big free agent contract last year, do anything this year and be an improvement? It can't get any worse. TJ Hawkinson is a big target. You know, I, I like what the Lions have. Top 10, ninth, I think is very, very fair. I think it's uh, extremely fair, actually. So... That's an exciting group. And uh, Kenny Galladay even got drafted by O.J. Simpson on his fantasy team. If you uh, followed O.J. on Twitter today where he announced his fantasy lineup. Not kidding. <laughs> hey, Twitter world, it's me, yours truly. All right, Lions practice today uh, down at Ford Field. We will tell you who practiced, who did not, and uh, also talk a little bit more about Taylor Decker. We'll do that coming up next on Lockdown Lions. All right, everybody, it's AL Wednesday. Hope everybody's having a good day here. Lions worked out at Ford Field today. Decided for a change of scenery and venue to get down to the stadium to kind of give the guys a different look. They will be in that building with no fans 11 days from today, September 13th, for the season opener against the Bears. Kenny Albert um, will be on the call on Fox. I'm trying to remember who his partner is. It'll come to me. Former NFL linebacker. I don't remember. Um, but that's who is going to be on the call for a week one of the uh, Lions season on Fox. Oh, I just saw it, too. Come on now. This is See, this is very poor job by me. 
the Lions practice at Ford Field this afternoon. And you look at, oh, Jonathan Vilma. Thank you. There we go. Jonathan Vilma. Sorry about that. All right, so the Lions practice at Ford Field today. Bo Scarborough and DeAndre Swift were both practicing and going through drills today. The big concern has been Swift and how much he has worked in practice. And it seems like he's behind. Um, Amendola didn't practice today. Hunter Bryant didn't practice today. Julian O'Quara didn't either. So we'll have to wait and see on that. But the big one is DeAndre Swift. I think if this offense is going to be special and take that next step, he has to be healthy. I think the Lions have been very, very, very cautious with him and this apparent leg injury that he has and don't want to make things uh, any worse for him. And a lot of that is due to the fact that they want him healthy for the opener because Kerryon Johnson is never healthy. So when they do these roster projections and they look at next week and the cutdowns, I think this team is going to have an extra running back. I don't know if they're going to carry five, six. I don't know yet. But to me, this team may have one more running back than you think they have based on the Swift injury and Kerryon Johnson's injury history. But I thought it was a good idea for the Lions today to uh, have practice down there and um, and do that. You know, get the guys away from Allen Park and also take a look at your punters, Fox and Sipos, and have them kick at Ford Field in that environment, maybe even bust up some, some no- crowd noise and see how they do. They're going to be kicking there in 11 days. Um, the Taylor Decker story that I thought was cool today. You know, we, we never talk about these players as people. They are people. So Taylor Decker was on a, the conference call with reporters today, and he said, you know, everything basically came together in three days with this contract extension. He signed an eight-year, $65 million extension yesterday and all that stuff. Or, I'm sorry, six-year, $85 million deal. And one thing that Taylor Decker said today was, before the, the news of the deal broke, he wanted to call his parents and tell them personally what's going on. And he said it was an emotional phone call. His mom started crying and causing Decker to cry. And then he had to kind of wipe the tears away and get back to work because he had a team meeting like four minutes later. How cool is that? Like, we never talk about these guys as players. And everybody says all all they care about is the money, and it's the money here, and and this, and it's that. Taylor Decker decided, you know what, i got to call my folks before they see it on the ESPN scroll or they read about it on Twitter or somebody else calls them. You know, Taylor Decker's getting a very big payday. Not that he wasn't making good money before, but that was his rookie contract for the first five years. This second contract is going to get him set for life, $37.5 million, guaranteed, regardless if he ever plays another football game. Knock on wood. He called his parents, and they all shared a cry. Isn't that kind of cool? Like, I think that's cool. Taylor Decker's a good guy. He's good people, sounds like a good family man, has a good family, and called mom and dad and said, hey, look, how cool is this? I'm about to make $14.2 million a year playing a kid's game, playing football. So I thought that was a cool story, crying on the phone with your parents. For many of you, that's all you've ever wanted, right? You wanted to make it, and you wanted to make them proud. 
you know, I, I, I always had this, this dream of, of calling an NBA basketball game. And I got that opportunity when I was filling in for the Pistons back in 0102 and I was doing pre off and post. And, you know, one of the first games I ever did was Pistons Knicks at the Garden. And I remember, you know, this is before the cell phone era. I think I got on the phone with the engineer that was running the game and, I, and I'm like, can I borrow your phone to make a long distance call? Sure. And I called my dad. And my dad had passed away two years after that. But I got a chance to call him and go, hey, Dad, you know what? Always want to do NBA, right? Here I am at the Garden. I don't really remember much about that conversation, but I got a chance to make that call. Decker gets a chance to make a call like that yesterday. I thought that was pretty cool. All right, Locked on Lions brought to you today by rockauto.com. Thank you for listening and joining us, and we'll do it again tomorrow.